0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. Starring the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co host, Scott Patton. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, Scott. I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice again.
0: I know, it's been uh, a couple weeks since we recorded last.
1: Yes, it has. I was on uh, the iTunes uh, library earlier, and I noticed we haven't done a recording in a few weeks.
0: So, um, what have you been up to? I understand that uh, you had a couple workshops.
1: Yes, I've been, uh, I've had a few weeks full of workshops since we worked together. Uh, I did an advanced training level three workshop for students, which was sold out. It was very exciting. Uh, It was a a bunch of wonderful women uh, who wanted to take their EFT learning uh, to a different level and uh, uh, wanting to really improve their skills and refine them. Uh, It was just a phenomenal energy, Scott. uh, So much learning was accomplished and uh, a really supportive group. It was really lovely. And it was a beautiful weekend, and despite the sunshine outside, everyone stayed happy inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good. We don't always get as much... uh sun as we'd like so that was a pretty dedicated group
1: yes it was they could have easily just sat outside in the sun lounges around the pool of the hotel some people suggested we took the workshop outside but we stayed committed and we stayed inside huh. And then uh, l- uh, last weekend, I did a level one workshop, which is the essentials of EFT, the, the framework of learning, the structure of EFT. And again, a really dynamic, fabulous, committed group, um, all very new to EFT. Um, they hadn't been using it for very long, so they're going to go out now and use their new skills on themselves and their family and friends.
0: Oh, wonderful. And uh, so this is all, uh, this second group that you're talking about we were all new people.
1: Yes, uh, they had either only just heard of EFT or perhaps learned about it a few months ago and they wanted a really thorough understanding of how to use it and and go a little bit deeper. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were using it on perhaps things like uh, stress. So interestingly, there were a number of teachers in the group, and of course, I used to be a teacher, so there was a commonality there, and um, a lot of them had been using uh, EFT for stressful situations in the workplace or with their students, but I think a lot of them realized there were some more deeply rooted uh, challenges and concerns at stake, so they wanted to understand how to get a little deeper with EFT for permanent change so they wouldn't constantly be in this kind of cycle of getting stressed and then feeling a bit calmer and then getting stressed again. They wanted to really clear what was going on. Cool.
0: So they were um, getting out of their comfort zone then, these uh, these new students of yours, because they wouldn't necessarily have been that familiar with anything to do with EFT
1: that's right yeah I mean I always say that about uh, my students are coming at level one they're really taking a big step uh, because there are so many people that uh, would think oh well it's a sunny day outside I I don't think I'll bother committing to this or um, I don't know that I really need to understand this I think I know it well enough already Um, or maybe just it it doesn't sound too good or I'm unsure about it but yeah these people were really stepping out of their comfort zone for sure
0: Good for them. That's uh, that's one thing I've noticed recently with me. I've had a number of um, issues come up, family issues, and in particular with uh, with my son. And the situation is really quite stressful, quite strained, uncomfortable. And um, then we had a bit of a breakthrough uh, late last week. And I'm actually going to be invited. I'm actually invited to uh, join him and his counselor next week and it was very interesting because immediately of course I said yes and then I was kind of observing what was going on. I was really anxious. I was really um, worried, really concerned. All this stuff was kind of bubbling to the surface and I realized instant in and amongst all this stuff that was coming up was I'm actually comfortable with This uncomfortable situation with my son. And so it's kind of like it's changing, and hopefully it's and most likely changing for the better, right? But it's a change. So even though there's a most of me is like, oh, this is great, there's another part of me that's like, oh, now we just got used to this situation and, and stabilized it even though it's stabilized terribly, right? <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's awful and everything else, but it's, at least it's a new equilibrium, right? We know where we stand. He mm-hmm. hides in his room, I hide in the kitchen. We're good, right? And, uh, you know, what what will happen if he all of a sudden he's coming out and then I got to talk to him again and we have all these conversations, blah, 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 you know? So I realized that there was a part of me that was comfortable with this awful situation and then when it looked like the awful situation would change be resolved improve or whatever so not the same then this part of me came up and was and part of those feelings were around this ah oh, you know i'm now we got to do some other stuff and i'm going to be uncomfortable again blah, 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 right? Yes,
1: and, and it's probably taken quite a while to start feeling comfortable in the old routine as well, Scott, but mm-hmm. then you had got comfortable, like putting on a, those old that old pair of slippers, that kind of metaphor, and uh, using yourself into the armchair, I mean, it, it is a very familiar state to be in, so even though consciously you you would have known this isn't healthy, and this isn't the kind of relationship I would have dreamed of having with my son, it had become... Uh, familiar to you, um, and in fact even normal. If he was yeah. hiding in his room and you were doing your thing, it, w- it was just the normal way the relationship had grown.
0: That's right. That's right, and and lots of stuff coming up to justify and and blah, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I mean, it was just amazing to watch because we've, of course, we've talked about uh, psychological reversals and. How you know being we're in our comfort zone and everything else, and I just thought, wow, here's a uh, just a great example of how we can be in our comfort zone in an uncomfortable place, and just how it, I don't I don't know if insidious is the right word, but just how it can just permeate into everything, and it's just like wow, like I just never realized. That because then we have all these other unconscious behaviors that occur once we're comfortable, right? So how many uh, uh, messages has my son been receiving about just stay in your room or don't talk to me or all the rest of it? Because now I'm comfortable with this situation that we're in where we, we don't talk very much.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's it's those messages that we take on, and uh, they then become the beliefs. And it's interesting because I was talking uh, to the group at the weekend about this. And when I use the term messages, I mean. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something we've heard or been told it can be something we've witnessed or observed so just the look on someone's face or their body language or a gesture is enough to create a belief system that then of course turns into a truth so it's our interpretation of whatever the gesture or the look was or the the comment or the tone and then that becomes the truth and the reality when whereas perhaps even the other person is clueless has no idea that they've had that effect on, on the other person. Right. And uh, it's interesting about this, this state of uh, familiar and normal and what I call uh, being in the land of comfortable, because that becomes our identity. Uh, and uh, so for you, uh, that was your identity to be in a different room to your son, and his, his identity was, uh, I'll rush into my bedroom and not speak to Dad for whatever reasons. Um, and when something becomes our identity, even on a subconscious level, um, it's very—it um, can be very uh, anxiety-provoking to consider changing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, something came up uh, in the workshop this weekend where I was working with a volunteer, and uh, we were tapping on a, a relationship she had with one of her brothers, um, and it transpired that she had carried around um, rage towards her brother. Uh, since she was 13, and now she's in her 40s, so that's a wow. long time to have rage hanging in, hanging on in there. Um, and uh, as as we tapped and talked, um, it became very clear to me that uh, there was a discomfort around letting that rage go. Uh, because there's almost that subconscious underlying uh, self-talk of, but who would I be without this? This is who I am now. This is how I've been for all these years or decades. Um, And uh, how would I be seen? How would I see myself? Uh, Who would I be without, in this case, the rage? Um, And that's very uncomfortable for the subconscious, considering change of that enormity, uh... Is uh, so uncomfortable that that's why it will prevent us from moving forward. Remember, the subconscious is in the driver's seat. Uh, it's the 95% of the way that our mind works, uh, controlling most of what we do all the time. So it it, it has a big say in this.
0: <laughs> it does.
1: Yes, and uh, I think that one of the challenges around the subconscious is this concern about, uh, well, what it would perceive as changing the identity of the person, Uh, because we have become comfortable, for example, in my student's case, of uh, feeling rage towards her brother, although consciously she knows she doesn't want to feel that way and would prefer to feel many different things uh, but that that is something that she's taken on and held on to mm-hmm. and I guess that part of uh, the personality um, becomes like an old friend uh, it, it's hard to let it go because then there would be something missing
0: right right and what would we replace it with and how would we survive
1: Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, the subconscious is so powerful in, in pulling the strings um, and this state of keeping us safe and not even wanting to explore something different because what would happen? Um, And who would I be? So, I mean, you use the example of your son, and I'm using the example of my student with her feelings towards her brother. But it's exactly the same in anything that we address with EFT, uh, whether it's somebody wanting to reach their goal weight or somebody wanting to quit smoking uh, or somebody wanting to recover from a serious illness or chronic pain. It it all comes down to the, the level of comfort that they're in right now um and do they want to change that are they are they feeling prepared enough and ready enough to move out of that into some something different
0: yeah that's a really really good point because uh, i know a lot of people who have you know worked really really hard to lose weight and then once they get close to their goal weight all of a sudden they stop everything and they balloon back up and of course this is all we hear about yo-yo diets and everything else, but I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing is them going from eating salads and greens and walking a mile a day to eating ice cream cones and watching TV for an hour a day.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you
0: know, so it's it's not necessi- it Obviously, what they put in and their exercise, everything else is 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 an issue, but it's the mental part where I think they they look at themselves and they say, "Oh my God, you know, I'm." I'm losing this weight, so then who am I? And Because it's part of me that's going, you know, I'm actually like losing part of me, right? Because yes,
1: and then the anxiety kicks in, and then that leads to the lack of fulfillment. So uh, then, then comes the place of, uh, or the voice of, I need to fill myself up again. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling unfulfilled. So uh, turn back to the ice cream or chocolate cake or, or cookies or whatever it is. Chips um, just to get that fill again, because uh, that there's there's a lot of anxiety about moving into what is conceivably the unknown, and uh, who who what will my new identity be like? So, for uh, example, somebody who. Uh, wants to lose weight may worry that maybe I'll get more attention if I uh, am at my goal weight um, I mean I think I've used the example with you before Scott when we've talked about weight um, is maybe I'll or not maybe I will have to buy um, a new wardrobe a new set of clothes All right. uh, um, and of course then that uh, brings in financial concerns as well so maybe that's too much of a disadvantage um, or maybe um, there will be too many expectations put upon me if if I reach my goal weight because I'll be seen as someone different so all these expectations actually are uh, very threatening to the subconscious so it would just it will urge us to stay where we are. And in your case, uh, the, what, what's the potential for the relationship with you and your son healing? Uh, maybe there will be more expectations put upon you as his father. Uh, that there's, There may be a lot of reasons why it's safer for your subconscious to, bu- to for you to stay where you are.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like s- staying in the cave, right? But at least yes. I know it may be damp and cold and dark and and bears come in every night to sleep, but at least it's my cave.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, and it's safe, and you know it.
0: It's safe, and I know, yeah, and we know it, right? And we think anything we don't know is unsafe and could kill us.
1: Yes, I mean, yes, going, going back to uh, our forefathers, and uh that's exactly it, isn't it? We we have the same uh thought processes still of of uh, what's dangerous and what's safe. Um and we have that in inbuilt reflex of fight, flight or freeze. Um so uh we will we prefer to keep ourselves safe whatever that takes.
0: Right. So I think one thing is just recognizing that this is a aspect of our personality that is with us will and it's been developed over many, many thousands of years for very good reason, because many times places we were, uh, were not safe, right? The cave was safe because outside were saber-toothed tigers that would eat us. And uh, if you went into a cave that you didn't know, uh, there could be a saber-toothed tiger in there waiting to eat us. So, uh, you know, we have this in inbred sort of Wanting to be safe, wanting to you know if we know this, then i'm that's better than you know what I don't know because I have survived this right
1: well exactly, so it, it's uh within our nature to want to stay safe, um, and I think it takes a lot of courage to uh, step out of the cave or step into the cave, whatever the case may be, um, and face whatever's going on but so when I was teaching um, psychological reversals during the workshop and we were discussing what this might mean and examples of of psychological reversal Um, somebody said somebody did ask me in the group um, what can we do um, around this and I said well it's very important first of all to recognize that every single person walking the planet is psychologically reversed around something there there is for all of us something going on uh, uh, in which we are not sort of stepping out of the comfort zone and moving forward. Um, and that may be uh, in a relationship or in business or putting ourselves out there in a public space like for example, finishing a book or writing a speech or uh, putting ourselves out as an actor or a singer, whatever the situation is, recovering from an illness, losing weight, I mean, you name it, the list goes on and on and on. Um, So everyone at some level is psychologically reversed around something. Um, And so therefore, to just have an awareness Uh, to stop and think well this is interesting Uh, I've now been in this place this land of comfortable It's safe in my cave for a while or or a day or whatever it is Um, and now I I'm acknowledging that this this feels awkward and uncomfortable and unsafe to move out of it why might this be Uh, so then to write down all the disadvantages or downsides of uh, why change um, of what change would mean Uh, So, what are the expectations upon ourselves that others would put upon us, uh, how we would look, feel, think, all the rest of it. And uh, I believe to treat ourselves uh, with even more compassion as a result of it, Uh, because whatever's going on, we are ultimately doing our best under the circumstances. Um, So that's why I love the EFT, because we can acknowledge what's going on and how challenging it is, and perhaps even that we don't want to make the change, and we can accept ourselves as well.
0: Right. I I think that's really important, too, is coming from a place of, you know, we're doing the best that we can do. We may not get the result we want this time right now in this area, but we are also getting good results in other areas. So, yeah, I know sometimes people just go way over to the opposite extreme and say, you know what, uh, this isn't working in my life, so even though my husband or wife has nothing to do with it, I'm leaving them. Even though my work has nothing to do with it, I'm quitting my job, uh, even though my uh, you know, home has nothing to do with it. I'm selling it, and I'm moving to Mongolia. And <laughs> <laughs> even though you know what I eat has nothing to do with it, I'm giving up steak and becoming vegetarian, or I'm giving up vegetables and eating steak, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we throw everything out uh, instead of just really focusing on the one area that, of course, is is the issue.
1: Exactly, because yes, it, I mean it's, it's interesting. The extreme, so we swing into the extreme mode, uh, and uh, and and go for that but yes you're right and that that creates avoidance of course and, and not actually focusing on the task at hand so to speak uh so uh i think rather than uh, creating huge changes in a drastic way uh then to to creep in gently as I say uh, to my students uh, when we're doing EFT and approach this with kindness. Okay, what is going on for me? What is the resistance here to the change? Um, and to acknowledge it and, as I say, consider that we're doing our best under the circumstances um, and really get clear on what's going on for us. Um, and one way to that I encourage people in this case, Scott, to use EFT is... Um, to do reversals when, when we do the setup. Um, and what, what I mean by that is uh, when we're tapping on the karate chop point, rather than doing the regular, even though I have this problem, and then the balance of I accept myself anyway, so that we're acknowledging what's going on and then there's some self-acceptance, um, we, which is, of course, in the conscious mind. Uh, so I, I know this is happening and I accept myself. We actually um, tap and use the setup in, uh in the, w- the way that the subconscious may be considering the situation. So bearing in mind the role of the con- subconscious is to keep us safe so that we stay in the familiar and the normal and the known, um, it, the subconscious language would probably th- uh, be along the lines of, I don't want to change, I don't want to do this differently, I want to stay where I am, I'm afraid uh... so we use the reverse language uh... when we do the setup. up so we would say things like even though i really don't want to let go of this problem i accept myself anyway uh... E- even though i'm afraid to move on or even though i'm unwilling to move on i accept myself anyway uh... even though for whatever reasons uh, this feels uncomfortable or unnatural to change this. I accept myself anyway. Uh, Even though uh, there is a really big part of me that resists or is reluctant to let go of this and change my behavior, uh, there is a wiser more powerful part of me uh, that is excited to know what it would feel like to be different, something like that. Uh, So we're acknowledging the unwillingness or the inability to change. We're acknowledging the reluctance or even the refusal to do things differently. Um, And uh, we're accepting ourselves too. So it's what I would call the language of the subconscious. Um, Almost in in the case, if we imagine a, a child who's displeased and petulant. And stamping her foot and shaking her fist and maybe even going bright red and crying—that's my vision of the subconscious. It's like, no, no, I won't change. I won't change. And the only reason that a child is—it's my belief that a child is responding like that—is because they're coming from a place of fear. Uh, they're, they're frightened um, because they're not getting what they want, or uh, they're, they're, uh, whatever's happening is not going in the way that they—they they feel safe about, or they want it to go. So if the subconscious is that petulant child saying, no, 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 I don't want to change, that's the kind of language we use with EFT when we do the setup.
0: Right. And that's And that's actually very, uh, it's kind of anti-intuitive because I wouldn't be thinking we would be like acknowledging that sort of thing even though, because that's my conscious mind that doesn't want to acknowledge that I would even think that way, right? And... And yet, there's a big part of me that's unconscious that's saying, yeah, no, I I like it that he hides in his room. <laughs> well, it's not that I like it, it's just I'm now comfortable with it, so uh, that becomes a new reality.
1: Yes, exactly, and I think that's a great point that you've made, because a lot of people may... may be concerned and say, well, why would I say that? I mean, a lot of people come into EFT and say, oh, it's too negative. I want to say lots of positives. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I always suggest what we're doing when we're tapping on the setup point is we're acknowledging what's going on. So we're either acknowledging consciously what's going on, or in this case when we do reversals, we're acknowledging subconsciously what's going on. Uh, And uh, there is that bigger part of you, for example, that uh, is uncomfortable right now about the relationship with your son changing and it being a more intimate and and close relationship. And although if I were to ask you, hey, is this the kind of relationship you'd prefer with your son? Consciously, of course you're going to say, yes, I've, I've dreamt of this. This is what I've always wanted. Subconsciously, that's a very scary place right now
0: right yeah makes a, it's just strange how it how it seems to be the opposite of what we would think
1: yes exactly because uh, and again it goes back to remember how the mind works and the greater proportion is the subconscious and of course the subconscious is is wonderful and fabulous and supportive in so many ways like I'm talking to you now and I'm not thinking oh how shall I phrase this and word this to Scott it's just coming um, and i'm looking outside and somebody's just driven past uh... in the road well i'm sure they're not consciously thinking "Hmm, I better put my brake my foot on the brake pedal because i think that's how i stop the car that that's just what they do naturally so the c- subconscious uh... works for us in so many amazing ways i mean pretty much we function like this otherwise it would be pretty exhausting living However, there is that part of the, the subconscious that, uh, b- due to that, like, ha- how can I d- um, how do I drive safely, how do I eat, how do I communicate, and all the rest of it, that, that keeps us in that survival protected mode, that also wants to keep us safe in these kind of situations, too. Yeah. Um, so all we're doing with EFT in this case is simply acknowledging what's going on. We're not being a negative or anything like that. It's just a different way of looking at things. And as I was saying to my students this weekend, it's my belief but if we have a full understanding, or at least a general understanding of how the subconscious works, and why it does what it does, and how it powers us forward, or holds us back, um, that is where we're going to make real headway with our application of EFT, because for a start, we come from a more compassionate place, like, oh, I understand why I might be behaving like this, or I understand why I've just not accomplished X, or I'm always stuck in Y. So, we have that level of self-awareness and compassion and therefore we can also then use EFT really appropriately
0: Wonderful So Annabelle, if somebody wanted to get into this in more depth because it's definitely a deep topic uh, what should they do?
1: Well I'd love them to visit my website www.theefthealingcenter.com and uh, on my website Scott there's a lot of information about the workshops that I offer we do talk about uh, psychological reversal in uh, some depth in level 1 and 2 and in level 3 I teach a really great uh, technique to override that um, which even during the level 3 workshop people were having great results when they paired up with uh, people and they practiced it Um, so all the information is on my site uh, you're also most welcome to uh, contact me. I offer 30-minute phone consultations if you have any questions or that you feel you'd like to work with me and uh, override some of the psychological reversal that's going on for you so you can really move forward with ease and grace.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. and. Uh Thank you, Annabelle, for taking time out of your busy day. I know you've been uh, spending a lot of time teaching people about EFT, and uh, we sure appreciate the time you spend with us today.
1: Oh, you're most welcome, Scott.